Welcome to Bitstorm, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who knew nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Ben Slinger, and with me as always is Trevor Scott. Hello. Hello. So, we are going to jump right in, I think, to, I guess, some click pitch, unless you had any other ideas, Trevor. Nah. Nah. Let's do it. You want to explain click pitch? Okay, so Click Pitch is a game where we each have a random word generator. We're going to click refresh on the count of three, two, one. We'll take those words, we'll throw them at each other, make a word sandwich, and just make a game design out of it. And when it doesn't work, we throw it away and we try it all over again. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's pretty much it. If you haven't figured it out by now, I mean, I guess this could be your first episode, but... We have to mention, because I don't want to forget this... That mm. even though this is episode 168, this is actually our 200th episode of a podcast that we've ever recorded. So This is true. We did let's make it a good one. two episodes of our previous podcast. <laughs> 200 episodes, and I still can't say the fucking word. Of our previous podcast, Two Sweary Dads. Uh, so, yay us, 200 episodes in a row. Mm. And be on the lookout for a maybe special edition 8-bit version of Two Sweary Dads coming soon. To yeah. a podcast for you. There'll probably be more than two on that one, but they'll all be sweary. Yep. <laughs> all right, let's do it. Three, two, one, click. Agency. Ocean. Oh, the Ocean Agency. So, I think this is after you know, Oceans 11, 12, and 13. This is basically <laughs> okay. an agency for criminals. For heists. For specifically heists. for yeah. elaborate heists. So you can make your own Oceans. <laughs> that does lean itself well to like... Oh, yeah, I was going to say, it lends itself well to, yeah, like building up a specific team of all the... You've got a whole you know, a bunch of of people with different skills and you have to put together the right team. What I yep. did start thinking of, and this is very much because I was just trying out uh, a deck builder game, um, Faria, that was free on that's free on Epic Games still currently. Uh, Not anymore because it's like a week later than when we were recording. <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Sorry if you missed it. Uh, <laughs> but this could work as like a deck builder. <laughs> or like, a, you know, you build your deck of... Of characters, right? Mm-hmm. And and you have to somehow play out the heist by applying them or whatever. See, now, I'm not that big a fan of deck builders or a big a fan of anything that is not really, like, action-y. But what I was almost sort of looking at was almost taking it like a commandos sort of way, you know, where you've got um, lots of little different um, men on the screen that, that do different things and you've got to sort of... Put them into the right area to, to set up the heist. That's my only sort of my saying. only concern about that with with this being oceans is like the minimum that we've seen on an oceans heist is eight. Yep. Uh, and that's because they're women, so I guess you need less of them. Uh, <laughs> more effective. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> well, that's just a given, isn't it? <laughs> uh, and I feel like a commando style game, and I know I'm no budding here, so you're sounding. Uh, but you did it to me first. Uh, <laughs> is, um, it, it feels like it could get really complicated with that many 
people on the on the screen. Um, but, but yeah, well, I didn't say the next part, which is Ocean's One Hundred. You got one hundred <laughs> people. It's Battle Royale. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, right, we're, now, we're now, now I'm sort of in, in the mood that um, you randomly get a, get assigned in a in a battle royale sort of situation. You randomly get get assigned like a specific role, and then it's basically you're all sort of working together <laughs> trying to do this heist. In a well, PVE. <laughs> uh, are you? Oh, okay, hundred of you. Um, yes. well, Ocean's one hundred. Thinking- <laughs> I was thinking Ocean's 100, but it it or at least like battle royale heist, uh, because the the goal gives you that like you don't need the the ever closing circle, right? The goal gives you that that desire for everyone to get into the um, into the place. Although you could have like security doors and stuff shutting, so I kind of like the idea of like almost a skyscraper, and you start somewhere randomly in this sky in this skyscraper, or you choose where to start or whatever. And then you've, instead of just like run and gunning, it's a lot of more, you know, heist like behaviors with lock picking and sneaking. And, but you have to take out the other 99 people, (laughs) (laughs) you know, to to be the last one standing to, to get the, the fucking giant diamond or whatever it is. Oh, yeah. It's got to be a giant something, whether it be a Fabergé egg or a a diamond encrusted Fabergé egg. Yeah. Because yeah, I could I could picture that it's it's not it's it's sprawling less in the way of you've got all these different towns and rivers and stuff, and more in yeah you've got like fucking elevator shafts and closets and hallways and you know maybe you've got you know each uh, you know every third level has a um, you know security guard station so you can kind of check out where other people are and, and make a little plan to sort of get closer and closer or to take them out or. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, that sort of thing, and it could work well with a you know squad based thing as well, because then you do each have different skills in that in that situation. Maybe the levels a bit different, so you have to work together uh, to make it easier to get through certain areas. Yeah, yeah, I do like that. I do like that mm. quite a bit. Um, bringing it back to your to your deck builder idea, just to just to bring it full circle, um, I was just thinking that. Yes, it could be kind of cool as long as the animations of when when you put down it put down a card is kind of like if you remember the old DOS game Battle Chess. Where, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I yeah, kind of fully want, animated sort of. Yeah, I kind of want you to be able to throw down a card and then your two D sort of character sort of flips up and then does something. Well, look. Here's the thing, though. The deck builder aspect doesn't have to be full on Hearthstone or Ferial like this one. Uh-huh. Um, it could just be that it's an element where as you kind of go through areas, you pick up different uh, characters mm-hmm. and you've got a, at any point to sort of get past an obstacle or to, to do something, you've got a random selection that you've drawn from your deck um, to sort of solve that problem or something like that. Uh, so it could still have actiony elements. It could even be like, okay, just who, who am I going to summon to play at this point or who's going to be... And you look in your back pocket and you sort of go, oh, look, I've got a guy who who can um, disguise himself really, really well. And then you've, yeah. then you've got another guy who thinks that, that he can disguise himself very well, <laughs> but he's just like a master at um, like spinning lies. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, look, there are a lot of different ways you could 
go with that. You could also have it as, yeah, like either running that agency <laughs> and mm-hmm. so having to like manage your kind of stock of 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 thieves and the cat burglars and or you're a talent scout. <laughs> no, you're out looking for people who are <laughs> Yeah. It's a first person sort of adventure game where you where you're looking for you're just having to spot people doing heists. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, you know what? I don't think we've managed to to really nail that one down. Uh, <laughs> but you got Ocean's to one. Ocean's <laughs> one. And it's just Ocean. And he's just like <laughs> chatting people. I don't know. <laughs> Fucking three to one click. <laughs> uh, here, this is a good one based on what just happened. Breakdown. Conclusion. Oh, okay. That gives a a little narrative hint to us. A little bit of finality to it. Hmm. So, breakdown, I immediately went to, like, a car breaking down on the side of the road. Yep. If we really want to limit that to the finale, that, like, let's say that's the end point of this game. And we, I mean, there, there are a lot of different things we can do with that, obviously. Well, then is it going to be kind of like a Forrest Gumpy sort of thing where the entire way through, you know, he's he's discussing with, like, the, the person from AAA or whatever, you know, oh, the, the bits yeah. and pieces that led to this point? Uh, yeah, that could be one way of doing it. So, it's sort of, it starts and ends with this breakdown and, and that's sort of the end of the story, mm-hmm. except probably not really because you then have a little conclusion. Well, the conclusion is your character killing the AAA guy. Because he's a serial killer the whole time. Something like that. Yeah. Well, what I was thinking more from a gameplay-ish perspective was if you've got a game where- And and this would probably be a roguelite or roguelike of some kind, where you spend the game driving around and you are able to sort of randomly come across- gear and weapons and different things and maintain the car but like inevitably your car will break down and then that's where you have like your final stand yeah and it's what you've managed to kind of gather throughout that determines you know how many waves of fucking zombies or rabid skunks or whatever the enemy is in this world well i'm thinking the enemy Uh, has to be like a rabid skunk without a Without a doubt, the second that you said that, I just couldn't imagine <laughs> anything but like the the um, you know animated stink lines coming from from like the Definitely. horizon. Oh yeah, as the horde of rabid skunks like oh yeah. comes towards you. Yeah, so yeah, I'm kind of picturing this game where uh, and it comes got- with smell of vision. <laughs> smell definitely. Well, look, that could or even be part or at of least the- scratch and sniff. <laughs> <laughs> They're getting closer. Scratch square number four. Vigorously. <laughs> but, yeah, I kind of like that idea of you've just got a, you know, a, a res- not a huge open world, but an open-ish world. And you're sort of driving around from place to place. You can choose to just, like, scavenge here and, like, take out the fucking skunk family in this that's that's made its nest here because you know that, you know, they collect shiny things and you might get some gears or some bullets or whatever. And, and you know, you can, you can trade off to, like, 
oh, I'll use that scavenge junk to maintain my car for a little bit longer because, like, the next place I can get to might have, you know, really good gear or keep it because then what I'm thinking is once your car finally breaks down, it's like, all right, you have two minutes. Set up turrets, set up fences, like whatever you've scavenged with, you can now craft and and place and get ready for this final showdown. Uh, you know, against the that, rabid skunk horde. That last town that you went through where you found that box of 30 knives, well, now it's just perfect because you can, you can duct tape them to, to like the front of, um, the, the front of your car and sort of hold up just in there. <laughs> <laughs> the 30 knives. Yeah, exactly. What else do you need? If you've got 30 knives, you can take out unlimited skunks. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's, I, it's all, you know, um, exponential, you know, the, um, one uh, one knife can take out you know five skunks, but then two knives can take out like twenty five skunks. So it just <laughs> right, yeah. It's it's common math. Like everyone knows this. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I kind of like that. And and like uh, picturing co op sort of stuff where you you know you've got up to four people jammed in your car. <laughs> At the beginning, uh, and able to, you know, take, take in turns driving and, and obviously, you know, you protect the car when you come across hordes of rabid whatever, might not just be skunks, um, bring in other rodents. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roadrunners. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Roadrunners. Coyotes. Uh, other, other things starting with a row. Um. Lieutenant Row from, uh, DS9. That's the first place my mind went for some reason. <laughs> Fuck, this is going to be a weird one. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's awesome. But yeah, I, I, I think there's some, some pretty cool mechanics there that you could do. I, I do like the idea of, um, because, we've, because, well, I took it in sort of like a Looney Tunes sort of way of thinking with, um, you know, technically you've got Pepe Le Pews, you've got Roadrunners, you've got Coyotes. You know, there's no reason why we why we couldn't actually have like a lot of Acme sort of products. Uh yeah, I could get behind that license. It's it's literally a Looney Tunes game. Yeah. Uh, and you're fighting off all the rabid tunes. Yeah. You have fucking Bugs Bunny pop up in front of you in like in between in your barrier, going, "Hey, motherfuckers! I made the I should have made the left turn turn in Albuquerque, but I'm here now." And starts like <laughs> biting your legs That's off. That's right, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, what's up, motherfucker? <laughs> nice. All right. Um, look, there's more we could do there with that Looney Tunes angle, but I think we've, uh, I think we've, we can figure it out. Three, one, click. Okay, three, two, one, click. Innocent. Pal. P-A-L, pal. Hmm. Innocent pal. Is this a tear-jerking game about a pet of some kind? Um, well, I was actually thinking, um, when you said pal, what came into my um, head was pen pal. Okay. Okay. And I sort of got almost a a picture of sort of World War Two, and, you know, like a, a maybe a, a story about these two pen pals from opposite sides of, of what is now, like, two sides of a war. 
if you know what I mean. Right, so, so they were pen pals sort of before war broke out. Yep. And now and those they're two, having to two find countries their way. are at war. Okay. Just to move away from fucking Nazis. Uh, World War they, One. Let's, <laughs> no, no, I was thinking maybe we take this to, like, a fictional, like, a different planet or a future thing or, like, just take it. I don't know. I, I feel like I like the general idea of having to, you know, get communication across front lines and that sort of thing. But yeah, um, yeah there are enough fucking World War Two games. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what sort and of we don't necessarily want to humanize this, Nazis? Uh, so fuck them. Yeah. Well, I mean, there are definitely people, obviously, on on both sides that uh, that uh, were. Yeah. Anyway, yes, we're not going to go into that. So. Uh, you're on the planet, Flint. No, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, what, what, without figuring out where, where we are, what sort of gameplay are you thinking here? Is this sort of introspective it coming across letters and, and sort of unraveling yeah. a mystery or, a, a you know, a, as you get or find new letters? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely thinking of, of it as like a, a story set within it within a house um, where maybe you're going through some some letters and that sort of stuff as you as you go through you almost for, forgot that oh yeah I I had this pen pal and we haven't talked for years oh so this is like after the war is over yeah I'm thinking I'm thinking so and it you just didn't kind of pick back up because of stuff that happened maybe. Okay, I feel like we did a game very similar to this. Is the only thing okay where you were kind of going through letters? Oh yeah, yeah, yep. Now I remember, and I think was- that was maybe with your parents or something. But <laughs> yeah, and I remember where we ended up with it as well. <laughs> I don't, but that's fine. <laughs> it was uh, aliens. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Okay, that attack. Yes. Well, there you go. So we have really done it. Before. Here's my pitch. It's an endless runner. <laughs> <laughs> and okay, you are yep. getting, you are taking the letters across the front lines. Yeah. And every time you get like, you know, to another checkpoint, it's like, okay, you get to read that letter. And then they send one back and like, you have to go back the other way. So maybe you're actually the person <laughs> or the, or the thing. Maybe you are an animal. Maybe you're a really smart <laughs> pet and you're taking the letters back and forth. Yep, and having and to it's dodge called Death fucking- Stranding 2. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. It could be. Hit us up, Kojima. Fucking, uh, we've got a perfect game for you. Uh, Bel- believe no, me, I, I-, I had two, th- two things I was going to go with. And it's called Desert Bus. I mean, Desert. <laughs> desert Stranding. Uh, yeah, but no, you, you get, you know where I'm getting at, right? Yes. Uh, I don't know if this is, uh, like one of those temple run kind of ones or a go the classic cannibal style, but you're jumping, you're dodging, you're fucking trying to get as far as you can. And the further you get, the more of the story you yeah. un- unravel. And, and going backwards and forwards on this, on this run, you're gradually coming across, you know, a little bit more of the story as to what's happening in this war. And you start noticing yeah. that maybe some of these some of these uh, people who are fighting are not quite what they seem, as they seem to have metal exoskeletons underneath their skin. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, do, 
<laughs> I do like the idea that the scenery and the and the and what you're seeing changes each time you go back and forth. Like that is a is an interesting exposition technique. Believe to- me, the first time was was a breeze compared to the last. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's it. It gets harder and harder, and yeah, I like that idea. <laughs> On one side, and they start when you initially do it, they're people, but you, you know, on your third run, you realize, hey, these same people are fighting, but they're just getting more and more of their fucking outer flesh ripped off, and their inner exoskeletons are showing. Yeah, and it's literally just a game set in, you know, Skynet versus. Yeah, again, whatever. if you want to license it, that's fine. <laughs> okay, yeah. it's um. Waternet, then. <laughs> no, what's the opposite of sky? <laughs> Landnet. <laughs> it's um, the, uh, yeah. Okay, so is it really scary, the fact that my mind is going to that this innocent pal is actually, like, just a subroutine of, of like, the Terminators or whatever? <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, cool. Well, we can dig into the actual story a little bit more. So... Yes, this person on the human side has been sending letters. Little do they know when the war broke out, like, yeah, a a Skynet subroutine took over and started writing the letters in the place of the person who's been dead for a decade now. And and they've been communicating with Skynet and Skynet's basically been using them as intel and to get insight into the human War effort. I'm, I'm just, I'm just imagining some of the questions that they that they're asking and, and getting getting answered by the by the human, you know, is really helping their war effort sort of thing as they find out, you know, what makes humans tick. Yeah, absolutely. More. I feel like it could be really devastating when you when you like have that turn of finding that out. So your character's the postman. You know, is is he doing anything yeah. else but but taking the um taking just those letters or is it like well or maybe your character because maybe your character is just a, a cannon fodder of some sort because when they die you know you just you had to do another run and pick up where you left off yeah uh, to see more of the story but you know the long the more runs they survive the you know you can upgrade them and and get them some better skills they can take a couple of hits before dying and that sort of thing uh, maybe they even get their own fucking Terminator type, like they start scavenging the <laughs> the the exoskeletons and build themselves an endoskeleton. So by the <laughs> end of it, they're fucking got this huge mech suit that they're running back and forth and just punching Terminators out of the way. Yep, I love um, sort of. I'm I'm picturing almost the the suit from Aliens that um, Ripley wears. <laughs> yeah, or um, Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah. Like the yep, mech yep. suits they had in that. Really quite agile, but just giving them all this power. For sure, actually, I really like that, the idea of of uh, of being able to upgrade your, your endless runner um, protagonist in that way. Yeah, and it's only endless because, you know, when you reach the end, you get to go back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's I mean, it's endless in that you can probably- I mean, you could, you could do this like like those fucking match three games we're talking about. You just add new storylines. Yeah, exactly. Right? So, people can do as many runs as they want and try to do them faster. Or, you know, and you can obviously do the storylines over and try to do them faster. Or maybe you even put some branching stuff in there mm-hmm. or some Easter eggs or whatever to give them some, some reason 
uh, some incentive to to run through them again. But yeah, I kind of like the idea of of bringing that that storyline into uh, an endless runner like that uh, <laughs> and giving you a reason to to yeah, like get to get to get through successfully um, without winning. Yeah. See now, I was thinking about us doing like those match three sort of stories, and I realized mm-hmm. that you and I would so blow our story load on like the first five um five uh missions that you finish <laughs> oh god like- it would be really hard to tease it out the way that they do i'm sure it's much more of a monetary incentive <laughs> for companies to to drag it out the way they do in those games but <laughs> these people playing know, it it's wanna- like okay so we got all this expositional story dump in the first five missions and we haven't had anything in the 150 cents <laughs> <laughs> yeah we just can't give up <laughs> okay, three to one click. Yeah. Hmm. Announcer. Weston. Oh, Weston announcer? Mm-hmm. Is this some sort of, like, Cowboy Olympics? <laughs> yeah. Um, or, like, I'm, Cowboy sports events. I, I'm, def- I'm definitely getting vibes of, of like, if you remember those old games for the PC, like Decathlon and, yeah. like, Ca- California Games and all those sort of ones where there was no Caveman story behind Olympics. it. Olympics. Yeah. No story behind it. It was just a bunch of random mini games, basically. Yeah. Yep. But it's, 100% like, this rodeo in games VR. and Western. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. 100% in VR. Competitive, though, or single player? Ooh, ooh. Cause I that, kind of want leaderboards, thing- but not- Okay, yeah, leaderboards makes sense. Yeah, because I'm thinking that the, that the um, you're not having competitive games against each other, except for the duel, because that's like, you know, that's the duel yeah, in the, the crown of, of the cowboy <clears throat> the cowboy games. Yeah. If you, I wonder if you, if get, you could do that- If you get my pun. Yes. Duel. Duel. <laughs> yes. Sorry, tell me a moment, because I was thinking of my own things. Um, as we tend to do, <laughs> just ignore the other person. Exactly. Uh, I was just thinking, can you? I wonder if you could do it asynchronous duel in any way, like where you're sort of almost playing against. I guess that wouldn't really work. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I was just trying to think that through whether the the mechanics of it could make sense. Yeah, because you don't want to you don't want to have to be like doing all this stuff effectively single player with leaderboards and then like do matchmaking shit for the final duel or whatever. Yeah. Uh but anyway. Uh-huh. Uh you could still you could probably just leaderboard that as well. Yeah, probably. So what sorts of games are we talking? Obviously we've got some level of like quick shooting. Oh yeah, you got uh, you know, like the fan the hammer sort of thing where you yep. bang 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 bang, yep. bang 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 bang. Oh you you've got like a the um Oh, what's it called? The where you're swinging the um swinging the rope around. Oh, like lassoing. Yeah, lassoing. Yeah. Are you on a horse? Or- uh, no, but you're that trying to be- capture a horse. <sighs> okay, so you're stationary and you're just trying to. Yeah. Okay, that'd be interesting. The mechanics around lassoing in the in oh, VR. Yeah. Mm. It would be. I mean, if you if you got it working right and you know you had to get the get the rhythm of the of the movement happening. Yeah. Yeah. You know, whipping in VR could be quite cool as well. Like if you if you got that yeah. going quite well. So uh, I, I'm thinking artistic whipping, in which you're trying to Art- okay, you're trying to like accurately like etch something onto 
yeah. piece of wood or yeah and then you know it, it goes up from there like then then you're um you know accurate whipping where you where you're trying to like whip off um you know tops off bottles sort of thing um yeah and then you know it and g- then it you've got the, like um, erotic whipping uh <laughs> which is where you're trying to take someone's clothes off purely by whips uh without hurting them uh and then uh depending depending on the other participant because you know there's a fine oh, well, line I mean, between pleasure they, and pain they could be into it i guess i'm not sure lashing <laughs> is that common i mean I, I know some people like it but uh not king shaman here i'm not, just not sure how we bring it into the gameplay and yeah, then that, that's that's yeah. like if you're playing it after midnight in your current area then the game will <laughs> take a weird like a weird takes turn. a weird erotic snm yep. kind of turn um okay sure. other, other games that you can play in this uh sort of thing well i think because you're Drinking. in a western um horseshoes yep 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 um it just makes sense like spittoon yep i don't know how that's gonna <laughs> work sure. in vr but no i don't know but we'll figure it out Dueling. <laughs> We've talked I about mean, that. just dueling, I guess. Yeah. I guess it's just like, yeah, high oh. name duel. Gravestone making. <laughs> <laughs> you play that Undertaker who's always like measuring people before the duel. <laughs> I do like the idea of like chiseling in some way, though. Oh, yeah. It's, again, it's like artistic. You have to like chisel a nice statue into the headstone. Mm-hmm. You know, you get some marks as to where, where they recommend to you to hit. But you don't have to hit those areas. Yeah, yeah. What else? What else? What else? Um, oh, one of one of the big events of the week is like the train heist. Okay, it's like how just you get scored based on speed and speed and how much money you get and how much how much money you get and you know. Stealthiness. Yeah, well, this is the thing. Look, they don't know. What, they obviously don't actually have to be in the form of this western town is holding a literal like competition yeah i'm, I'm picturing uh, it's, it's like a bunch the of outlaws based- the bunch of outlaws have decided to hold a hold a competition <laughs> right heavy outlaw games uh okay oh you can you can then expand it into you know how how quickly you can rob the bank without being caught by the sheriff and um you know can you can you steal oh, the sheriff's badge like without being caught payday route of like do this heist and with your with your pals or whatever. Yeah, look, there's some cool stuff there. There is. I can't think of anymore. You've been like the, just shooting them off. Mm-hmm. Uh, pun not intended. Yeah, fan the hammer. <laughs> yeah, just fanning that hammer. Keep it to yourself. All right, <laughs> fan your hammer on your own time, Trevor. Spank that hammer. Switch one click. <laughs> Inclination. Dithering. Now, we could take that in a couple of ways. Mm-hmm. Dithering is a graphical style that was used <laughs> quite heavily back in the days when you couldn't have many colours. I to kind of fa- fa- EGA. Yeah, EGA to kind of fake the colours. So, we could take it in that retro way. Or it could be like a personality trait of someone who's like a dith- you're dithering. Like- oh, fuck that. Like EGA all the way. Um, this entire <laughs> game is done in EGA graphics. So... That's that's just the way it is. Okay, All inclination. Right. Inclination. Okay, so again, 
useful word in, in different ways. You've got like an incline. Mm-hmm. Could be something to do with a slope. Or like a tendency, I guess. Someone's inclination. Mm-hmm. EGA slope based game. <laughs> Is this ski free too? <laughs> Yeti's revenge. Ski or die, that sort of thing. Are you talking? Yeah. Well, that, okay, okay. So yeah, there were there were actually a bunch of EGA slope based games because <laughs> yeah. there was ski free. There was like skate or die, ski or die. Was ski or um, die an actual game? I don't, I don't know. Maybe you didn't, maybe you made it up. There was definitely skate or die. Yeah, I know that. Um, no, there was ski or die. Was there yeah. ski or die too? Um, I don't think there was. Uh, so there you go. Ski or die too. That's what it is. So that's what we're making. Well, I was going to think, is there any other slope-based sport we could- Or die. Ooh. We could put in or die. Ooh, um, ooh, ooh, ooh. Um, or it doesn't- I mean, we could just take that as the- As the 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 inspiration and go with, like, surf or die, or- Parachute or die. <laughs> See, uh, I, I'm I'm seeing this as climb or die, maybe. So it's basically you're trying to climb up the inclination uh, uh, that eventually becomes into like a full like a mountain climbing sort mountain of game. Mountain climbing sort of game. But what you're escaping okay. and the reason why it's climb or die is the fact that there's a um there's a volcano that's just sort of um exploded and you're now ri- uh, beat, trying to beat the rising lava. Okay. So climb with So that. you're not on the volcano, you're on like the next mountain. The over. next mountain across. <laughs> yeah. I'm just looking at these screenshots. I actually played a fuckload of ski or die. <laughs> I'd completely forgotten. <laughs> got like the inner tube one, you've got the fucking um snowball fight. Yeah. Oh, I played anyway. the snowball fight. I played yeah. the fuck out of snowball blast. There was one I think I didn't play because it didn't work properly on the pirated version I inevitably had. Oh, jeez. Uh, I just I just saw the um the Rodney Dangerfield-like guys. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm Nostalgia. remembering a lot about this. <laughs> Nostalgia corner. Just type in ski or die and into Google image search and it's yeah. like the fifth image. And it's like, yeah, that's 100% just a- just His a, name's even fucking Rodney. Yeah, like, his name's They Rodney. obviously- I wonder if they did that first and then and then drew him like that, or someone just drew this ski guy and they're like, that looks like fucking Rodney Dangerfield. They're gonna call him Rodney. Yeah. Uh okay. I like I like the mountain climbing idea. Yeah. Uh it, if we go down the ski or die route though. You need other are things. Are we to talking do, a bunch of yeah, are we talking like a bunch of minigame yeah. sort of things? Um, so in climbing, what, what can you have that, that it's a bit different? All right. So I I think obviously you've got like some sort of endurance based, see how far you can climb without falling. Yep. Right. And you've probably got, um, funny little obstacles like falling down or coming up, you know, occasionally a person will just fall from above trailing their fucking rope behind them. You have to make sure you're not (laughs) in the way. Um, like there's a mountain goat that will jump between the, the grabbing points. And if it jumps onto the one you're on, you slip. 
Yeah. Uh, you've maybe got the chance to, like, grab on or, or uh, to, if, there's, if there are some below. I know it's not quite the climbing side of things, but you can abseil. So it's all yeah. about getting down the quickest way without, like, crashing into... And without tangling your rope and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah cause you, so that's more of a, like, yeah, move left or right, see how fast you can go, but, you know, don't, don't again, don't hit the obstacles... Don't tangle your rope around outcroppings and stuff. Yeah, be very um, be very wary about those um, sort of steam vents that um, may or may not let all the lava out really, really quickly right as you're in front of it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Is there maybe the, like, I'm thinking, like, that big, the jump, like, where you jump from one bit to another and, you're like, literally no limbs are on the mountain for a little bit. And so, it's something around the timing of of both the the push-off and the grab. Yeah. Uh, and they get harder and harder, you know? Yeah. Kind of like um, all those awesome moments in Cliffhanger. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or, you know, the start of Mission Impossible 2 when he's, like, climbing the mountain and yep. does, like, the-, the pull himself up and get to a higher section, a uh, higher bit by jumping. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I like it. I like it. Uh, what's, what's our EGA like mountain mountaineering shop guy? What famous comedian is he going to look like? Jim Carrey. <laughs> or she. Jim Carrey. <laughs> Welcome to my mountain shop. I'm Jim. I'm Truman. Uh, I like it. <laughs> I'm Truman. <laughs> This is what I've been up to since I since I left the Truman Show. <laughs> he walked out that door, started a mountain shop, sells yep. mountains now. It's either that or it's literally Sylvester Stallone from Cliffhanger. <laughs> maybe you. I mean, we can mix it up. Uh, maybe you can like choose to play as Jim. When you're doing something, like, once you unlock him, and then if you die, it's someone else <laughs> in the shop then, from that point onwards. Oh, God. I can only imagine how many people we're going we're gonna to put in there just to just until it, like, repeats again. And, oh, but, you know. But oh, with extra, extra little dialogue, like, I'm, I'm Jim's twin brother, Jom. Because we didn't want to paint another portrait, it's, they all look like Jim Carrey. <laughs> oh, I'm saying like the. the Hi, I'm Jim. <laughs> I'm Jum. <laughs> oh, I see. We reuse, start reusing the portraits and just change the name a bit. Okay, yep. gotcha. Okay, three to one click. <laughs> yeah. Papa. Basket. Papa, what's in the basket? What's in the basket, Papa? What's in the uh, box? <laughs> that's yeah, that's kind of where I was going. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit horrible. Who's asking their papa about what's in the basket in that way? Um, uh, cut my so this life is in into the- pieces. <laughs> this is my life basket. So this is the sequel to Seven. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Let's not let's not go down there, right? Um. Papa basket. Is it? Uh, what's in the? What is in the basket? <laughs> okay. Ooh. Okay. So, your Red Riding Hood's father. Okay. And now we're getting somewhere. Yeah. 
so you've you're expecting her home a while ago and she never she never came home when you go out to you know grandma's house you see the basket sort of spilled out on the floor yeah but you know something's happened you know something's happened but grandma is actually there like is she alive and she's alive and it doesn't look like anything ever actually happened so the the typical um oh my god grandma what big ears you have like she looks kind of funny but she definitely doesn't look like a wolf (laughs) (laughs) okay is this a dark mystery where you play red riding hoods father investigating what happened to her only to find out that your mum, the grandmother, is a werewolf. Yeah. And and Red Riding um, Hood And it happens to go has through gone, the um, has run off to be a werewolf hunter. <laughs> well I'm, I'm, After I'm imagining it goes down grandma. through like the um goes through the women then in their family. So it turns out that um, okay. Red so Riding she Hood went is to- actually also a werewolf. So she went to Grandma's house. Grandma like revealed herself as a werewolf. Yeah. And Red Riding Hood has run off, upset and scared, and not and not believing that this is happening. But the change is upon. But the change is upon them. And okay, so I kind of like this as as almost almost like one of those adventure games where you get to play. Like in the different acts, you get to play yep. the different the different characters. Yes, so you get to play like the that. father. You get to play Red Riding Hood, and it's and it's all about them sort of going through their their little bit of adventure and finding out new things about themselves and and learning stuff that they didn't know in the past. Yeah, so I think you you start as the father. Yep, and yeah, point and click. I like I like this being a point and click adventure. Um, you have the scene, you come across the basket, you, t- you talk to your grandma and yeah, like she looks a bit odd. Does the father know? Did he have, I guess like this is the first since the grandmother, the first daughter in the family. I- I'm thinking the reason why grandma no longer lives with them, um, is because, uh, like the father found out that. Okay. Like it's not safe. Yeah. For her to be there. Yeah. Okay. Are we doing the full? Are we sticking with the full moon, a catalyst, or I, I, I think uh, in this, it's it's sort of one of those things that um, when the change is first upon you, it's it's all about the full moon. But Grandma has such control over this now that um, right, you start when- to learn control, and as long as you don't get like too hungry for flesh or something like yeah. you, so you when, keep when- yourself fed. Yeah, when um uh like. It, you can have a flashback later on that grandma just, you know, was sort of stretching out and, and you know, became a werewolf just in, in the clothing just to just to sort of let let the um let the pressure off, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um and that's when Red Riding Hood sort of turned up and didn't have she didn't have enough time to switch back. Yeah. So she she was sort of talking to Red Riding Hood in the typical way of, that she normally would. <laughs> and um well, I like the idea of playing out the whole scene where Red Riding Hood is like, oh, Grandma, what big ears you have? Because she's she hasn't entirely changed back. Yeah. Like, it's it, she, she, it's not that she has- is in full wolf form initially. It's 
that yeah. she hasn't managed. Like it takes a little bit of time. Like, and the oh, more that she talks, bigger than usual. She, the more that she talks and points it out, the more the grandma's just sort of like unable to control like the the transformation back, and it sort of starts, yeah, you know, sort of yeah. reversing a little bit. <laughs> 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 okay, I like that a lot. I like that a lot. And then, yeah, Red Riding Hood finds out. Uh, Grandma says, "Look, it's it's gonna happen. It's happening to you too. Like you've reached that point. It's gonna start happening. Uh, I know you've you know been feeling the hunger." <laughs> she doesn't want to. She doesn't want to admit it, and she runs off into the woods. And then the dad shows up, and he's like, "Mom, what have you done? What's happening?" And she and she's like, "You knew this day was gonna come." And so they have to track her down to make sure she's not hurting anyone or hurting herself. And then, yeah, yeah I like the idea of maybe they get close and then, you know, act two, now you're playing Red Riding Hood. Yeah. And you, it's about handling the change as it starts to come and, you you know, you have moments where it overtakes you and you like that, you know, a certain section of the story, the puzzles are around- you know, getting through a town without being seen or without, you know, going into the moonlight or something, uh, because that that's gonna speed up the change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like that a lot. Um, I kind of like the idea of the father and the woodcutter sort of being combined into the same sort of person. Yeah, I don't think you need to add anyone else yeah. in there. I think he's a woodcutter. That's fine. That's why yeah. they live in the forest and. Yeah, or near the forest. Uh, and then, yeah, I think, how does it end? Do they, is it Red Riding Hood accepting her new self? And does the grandma die, maybe? Um, Trying to help her or something? And that's sort of what makes yeah, her- Yeah, I, I, I kind of like the idea of, you know, the townspeople all, all sort of going oh, up yeah, against- they fought- Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going up yeah, maybe Red they're Riding like, Hood. oh, the wolf, the wolf's back because you know, fifty years ago there was a wolf terrorizing the town. Yeah, which of course was the grandmother before she managed to get control, and so the you know stories are told about it. And when they see Red Riding Hood, it, that those stories start coming up again, and you know maybe she kills a mauls a fucking horse or something. You know, like things start happening. Out of her yep. control, but then yeah, when the grandma turns up to to help, there's a moment where she has to go full wolf, and the townspeople kill her. Yeah, and and then they realise the error of their ways, sort of thing. When well, because um, she dies and like turns back into this yep. frail old woman. <laughs> yeah, and and, and yeah, then they all running. look at like the boy who cried wolf, and. And sort of just go, you were right. You were right, but you're a dick. <laughs> you were right this time. If you hadn't said Don't it all those other do times. Do it again. <laughs> you said wolf, not werewolf. <laughs> Dumb well, maybe shit. it's that Red Riding Hood falls in love with the boy who cried wolf. Oh, yeah. And that's like what he yells when he comes. <laughs> that's why he's the boy who cried wolf. <laughs> <laughs> Three to one click. Oh shit! Oh, I wasn't expecting you to go there. Villain. <laughs> okay, I I didn't read this as the word that it actually was. Um, okay. So, 
you can you can decide whether um, you go with organic or as I originally read it, <laughs> orgasmic. <laughs> <laughs> orgasmic villain or organic villain? Hmm. Hmm. Uh, is this is this the the video game adapt- adaptation of Orgasmo? Orgasmo. Yeah. Um, it's either the video game adaptation of Orgasmo or it's the truth about, like, how bad, I know, organic vegetables and stuff actually are. <laughs> yeah, totally. Look, we could do a deep expose on the organic industry and the billions of dollars pumped into it and the yep. fact that they're not actually going to feed the environment. Uh, and, and the fact that- funny. And the fact that- Plants feel too. Dun, dun, dun. I don't know. <laughs> everything feels. So you're always killing something. It's like everything poops. <laughs> um, okay. Orgasmic villain it is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I want to do that one, as, uh, that one either. <laughs> Three to one click. Yeah. Wall. Arrest. Arrest wall. Okay. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay. Yep. This is set in the in the very distant future where I don't know whether you, whether you um, remember there were oh, I can't remember what what movie or whatever it was that actually talked about this, but where the industry of um, you know bioengineering people had actually gone to gone to the point of like changing. Uh, people into just building like a giant flesh wall to to cover like soccer goals and that sort of stuff. I kind of like the idea that it's <laughs> after this was a movie. It was in something that I remember watching. And and so, do you mean that they breed someone specifically to be a soccer goalie and they're yeah, just like that is literally soccer just, goal just shaped soccer goal shaped and they Are you sure this wasn't a previous bitstorm? Okay, go on. No, but I'm imagining. So this is after you know all those sort of people were were actually stopped from being um, allowed to play soccer and and basically all the things that they were created for. Mm-hmm. And then, so this is just after, you know, they 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 got on on bad times and they ended up getting arrested. So it, so wait, is this a big giant flesh wall? <laughs> this is the of story case? of. Of people who were bioengineered for a very specific purpose, who and then and but then but now they can no longer fulfil that purpose, so they're out on the streets basically, and you've got these super tall basketball players that are like <laughs> spindly arms and legs. You've got these giant flesh bricks, sock flesh brick soccer goalies. Mm-hmm. You've got. Fucking people whose feet feet are literally um, blades for ice skating. <laughs> I'm sure, is it all sports stuff? Do you think? Yeah. They, is it this ragtag bunch of of bioengineered sports people who now have to find their way in the world? I think so. Okay. Well, let's come up with them all. What other sports? Okay. Big um big hands. Uh, so I'm I'm thinking Hand, I don't know, that at first they they started making like uh, nine foot tall like people for for playing basketball that have like you know three meter long arm span arm spans so that they can like slam dunk from like the the um, 
uh, what's it called the the three the three point line or whatever. Yeah, I think that's a natural way to to start is that you'd start by engineering bioengineering taller and longer arms and longer legs for for something like basketball. What else? What else we got? Uh, soccer. Well, obviously we talked about the goalies. As uh, I guess that's what we'll pull from that. Um, tennis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what would a tennis player? How would you bioengineer a tennis player? Uh, with like literally like racket strings in between their fingers, so that and just massive, right, so massive hands, massive hands that that have rack that have tendons strung across them and <laughs> exposed. <laughs> uh, okay, well let's stick with those three. Yep, they're they're out on the streets, fucking. <laughs> Flesh bod. So what are they doing? What 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 is the game here? Is this like a Lost Viking stuff? <laughs> um, <laughs> where you have to utilize their correct skills. Yeah, I I'm just I'm just I'm just thinking of it of it almost like a um this wall of flesh is just one of the one of the side characters. I'm seeing it almost as if uh they go into uh like an Alcoholics Anonymous, but it's actually more of a bioengineer or um, anonymous that they can, yep. you know, talk about how, you know, they were created by 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 uh, corporations, various corporations, to um, with just one one idea in in mind, and now they're not allowed to fulfill their purpose. Yeah. So yeah, I know. I kind of like the idea. Is this almost? The- uh, is this almost? Uh, um- Detroit become human kind of vibe. It could be a bit more of that sort of gameplay. Yeah. Uh, very narrative based. Yeah, playing almost, around in this world. I'm I'm picturing almost some very Kevin Smith mo- moments in like a diner after after each meeting that they go to, where they're they're sort of discussing um, other stuff that's going on in their lives. Yeah, so like, like heavily dialogue based. Yep. Yeah. And then does it ramp up into, like, what's the kind of, what's the turning point? What What's the action that, hap- like, that, that changes things? Um, I kind of like the idea that after one of the meetings, like, literally, please come in and arrest the, the wall. He's <laughs> just called the wall. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but, you know, they arrest the wall and basically... Um, Say that you know he's been implicated in in all these crimes across the across the country, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And it, it's almost uh, kind of like almost almost a discussion on on you know the, these people are being seen as different and and therefore you know are being discriminated against. Because oh yeah, 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 for sure. That's cool. I like I like the idea a lot. Yeah, I'm. Totally not in the headspace to develop it any further. <laughs> so let's click again. I've I've been trying to find what that goddamn story was that it was. Oh, was I want to know. That's bizarre. Okay. Toy. Havoc. Is this a toy named Havoc? It's like Harry Havoc or something, or Henrietta Har- Havoc. Ooh. The the most wanted toy of nineteen ninety two. Yeah, I'm kind of seeing this almost as in a um a factorio sort of thing in which Ooh, okay. You're you're basically you're creating a toy factory 
Yep. And you know, you've got to basically take all the all the the raw ingredients to make as many toys as you can by, you know, sort of snaking your um all your, you all your conveyors and, your, and stuff around. Yeah, and, your, uh, your robot arms and Yeah. But then, you know, then all of a sudden, oh, everyone wants this toy. Right. And it's yeah, sort like, of like now you gotta re reorganize but still keep the previous toy going and yeah, I don't know. I, I think it could actually be. Here's an, here's an idea to yeah. add to something like Factorio. What if at a certain point, once you've built the toys to a certain level, they are then also part of the factory <laughs> <laughs> and can like move things. And so like part of, part of your factory is like, all right, get the legs on, get the torso on, get the arms on. Now have them all carry boxes of heads down to this other section of the factory and then get back on a conveyor so that the heads get attached to them as well as all the other ones coming from different sections of the factory. And then you could have things like, okay, well, I, I'm going to build something here, but it's not actually going to be end up being for sale. It's going to be basically like an autonomous, it's just going to have legs and uh, like seven arms. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So it's almost like a more of a robot factory than a toy factory, but the goal is that you can build, you can build things that are, are, are both sold and used as part of the factory. Yeah. Because yeah, I feel like that could add an interesting angle to to the way you set it up. That yeah, like I, I guess you'd have to, I guess you'd have to have those things expire in some way, or or maybe you do have to sell them all off eventually, or something. To really keep that running smoothly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or maybe I've just taken it completely off the rails. <laughs> and we should scrap that idea and go back to what you were saying. But no, I, I like that idea of the Factorio-style toy factory. Yeah. Is it is it all dolls? Do you have other sorts of things? Like how- Well, I think I think one of the toys you go. that you've got going out are like, you know, the the jacks and, and rubber ball that you got to- create separately you've got um you know it i'm thinking of it almost a, like a 1940s sort of factory Ooh, or is it like in the vein of age of empires it's like throughout the history of toys okay so it yeah, starts like very that. simple and it is just like <laughs> hoop and stick <laughs> yeah <laughs> hoop and stick all you have to do is like Put them together onto the one spot, and then they go out into the one box. <laughs> oh, I, I so want to actually create for each one of these toys as the as the new toy comes out. You get to see the advert that that sort yes. of this is the new the new version, and it's like um, whether it's set in the future or something like that. So it's always high definition, high definition, uh, you know, adverts. But the the idea that you know they're like new from Mattel. Hoop and stick. <laughs> well, and it's your custom one too. Like you can have things that like painted a certain color, or you know, use a certain type of wood or something, and and you can have that in the ad advertisement. Um, yep. So it's very specific to yours. This Christmas, get new red hoop and stick. <laughs> <laughs> never been done before. Never been seen. Now the stick <laughs> is an inch longer. <laughs> New improved hoop and stick now comes in two different sizes. <laughs> <laughs> now I can get a second one that fits in my pocket. 
<laughs> New travel hoop and stick. <laughs> In those lo- long horse and buggy, <laughs> horse and right. buggy rides. Um, so, play with but yeah. new pocket ho- hoop and stick. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the idea that you've got ways to like scale parts of it up and stuff and that that can affect, you know, the how well it sells or... <laughs> but yeah, I, do, I like this idea. You go through history, right? And so yep. you've got... You start with that sort of thing. You start going to more constructed wooden toys and, um, you know, more mass-produced stuff and comes through fucking the fads of the 80s with whoopee cushions and skipping fucking jump ropes and... Yep. Oh, and, and as soon as you do the jump ropes, then all of a sudden jump rope for heart becomes like a a thing for <laughs> like, like a, two minutes. an event thing, yeah. <laughs> um, the best the best thing is when someone invents a pet rock. Because <laughs> it's just one. <laughs> it's just one conveyor. <laughs> <laughs> one conveyor and a dude outside with a hammer and chisel just- <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> chiseling off little bits and pieces off the rock. Sticking googly eyes on them. I guess you need to do that. Uh, <laughs> um, you're going to go through a lot of googly eyes in this, oh, in this game. Now, now I'm just imagining that the early version of the of these factories actually have people that you've got to like hire and have along have along the lines um, to to yeah. actually be able to make these things. And so you're setting up your your automation, but your automation is literally people in, until like the it's um, literally the sweatshop. <laughs> But you start off with until, yeah, like robotic automation stuff starts going in. Yeah. Um, That's really cool. cool. I like that. I like that. And then by the end, you're fucking building Xbox Series Xs. Ooh, topical. Uh, Somehow. With all the millions of pieces that make it up. (laughs) Just got clean rooms for the chips and. Oh, God. So, I think we'll end it there on that note. Thank you for joining us this week on BitStorm. If you want to find us online and listen to the rest of our episodes, you can go to podchaser.com slash BitStorm. They're all up there. Leave us a rating or a review, especially a review. We want some feedback. Tell us what you thought. We'd love Feel to hear. Feel free it. to check out the 32 episodes of Two Sweary Dads. Yeah. Get all definitely. 200 episodes that we've ever done. See what we uh, talked about when our kids were uh, much younger. <laughs> and you only had, what, three at the time? <laughs> only had three. I've only added one. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> and I've added none. <laughs> uh, we're also part of the 8-Bit Collective. Uh, go to 8bit.net. Check that out. As Trevor said earlier, check us out on a uh, an 8-Bit cast soon where we may revive Two Sweary Dads for a special Dad episode. Yes, and swear a lot. Not that we fuck yeah. don't fucking do that already on here. Okay. Um, we'd also like you to check out the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network. Check out the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network on Facebook or at AGP Network on Twitter. And finally, we'd like to thank Kuridas for the use of the song Mount Defiance. That's... <laughs> yeah, I thought there was more to that. Uh, yeah, so thank you again for joining us this week on Bitstorm. I'm Ben Slinger. I'm Trevor Scott. Oh, and Trevor, what big eyes you have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.